You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about the Bulls' newest two-way acquisition in Earnlock Bitten. I think it's how you pronounce his name and how he could fill out a role for the Chicago Bulls. We're also talk about the roles that all the new players between the rookies and this new foreign signing could do for the Chicago Bulls. And lastly, Mo Bamba wants to be a Bull and Derrick Rose may be coming back. We're going to talk all about all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube and podcast uh, channels. But let's go ahead and get into it, Pat. The Bulls made a signing that me and you have talked about off air that I think me and you are both extremely excited about. I think we're going to get to take a look at him in uh, Summer League, but earn a lap. Bitum, I believe is his name is how you pronounce it correctly. If I'm if I'm putting the right twang on that name, I'm sure somebody's going to correct me um, in the comments. But this guy, two way player, tough on defense, a highly efficient offensive player, can shoot the ball, can stretch the the uh, the field a little bit. Some for the Bulls. Uh, well, how do you feel about this guy looking at his tape? I, I watched his tape, and here's the tough part. You know, when you have to like tell yourself, like I'm not seeing what I'm actually seeing, or this doesn't look like the guy that first popped into my mind. It just does. I'm not saying he's going to have the same career trajectory. I'm not saying that he's going to have the same kind of career path in the NBA for the Chicago Bulls that this player had. But when I watch his movements, when I watch him, how he catches the ball off of the off of the dribble, uh, how, how he looks to attack the rim, how he's very methodical in his moves, uses his weight to get himself into position, knocks down tough contestant shots, fights his way through, plays underneath. I see Luka. I really do. This is not me sitting here trying to like hype up the old European guy, the European guy. Remember, I'm the dude that said Walker Kessler looks like Jaron Jackson Jr. Like I, I hate the, I hate the, we're going to compare the white guy to the white guy. Cause they both white. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing in the world. And I, and I, I try not to do it, but I really see a player that plays a lot like Luca. Um, not to say that he's going to come over again and have that same impact, but I see the scoring ability that he had in the Turkish league shot the three ball really well. So I think that that's something that at a minimum should translate over. And I think that these are young guys that are going to be able to get used right away. I look at Bidham um, as, as a guy that's that should be able to have an impact on this team this season because he does one thing well, and I mean really, really well. Quick release, high release, gets the shot off in a nice motion, knocking down that three ball. That is something that the Bulls desperately need. I mean, for the most part, we have everything else. Um, except that consistent three-point shooter, that guy that's looking to take that shot. And when you look at the build, when you look at the weight, I'll ask you this question. I I know the point guard question is coming in, mm -hmm. but, but don't he look like a dude we already got a little bit with uh with three-point shooting ability? <laughs> Who? He got a little DeMar DeRozan in him, my boy. Two-time dunk champion as well. He got a little DeMar DeRozan in him, bro. I'll tell you what. I, I guess maybe because I've been so zoomed in, I haven't even thought about that, um, that he looks like. I mean, listen, I don't want to put too much on, what, 24, 25 years old? 24 years um, old. I think it'll yeah. be 25 by the time the season starts. Okay. But, like, I, I'll say this. Like, the guy has so much upside. He does – He. I mean, he's not as ball dominant, and, and I don't think he has the footwork of DeMar, but I get the comparison that you're making. 
it just I, I I see his game, I see his attack, I see uh his mindset, especially with shooting the ball. That's the one thing that I love because the biggest question mark on this Bulls team is not creating open shots, it's taking them. When this guy gets an open shot, he's pulling that mug. Um, I, I saw one site that was breaking it down on it was like a Euro site, basically said he scored better than 96% of the Turkish league. Uh Turkish League, by the way, is a legit basketball league like yeah. it's not like that's yeah. like the bottom like i believe they're the third ranked league in the world outside of the nba so uh it's, it's a pretty reputable league to be able to go get your players from i i like what he can bring to the team i guess the question mark that everybody is going to have on this player is right is he coming here to be a scorer off of your bench or is he coming here to be a point guard well, I don't think I don't think there's any question. He's not coming to be a point guard. The dude's not going to be a point guard. I, I I don't think that. Um, I get I get why you asked the question. I just don't think that that's the role. I think he's here to be a wing, and I think that it may start off as the bench. But who's to say? Demar's a free agent at the end of the next year. You just never know. And AK could be maybe doing some future proofing finally for the things that we've want to wanted to see. Maybe this is a forward looking move. I think it's it's it's. It, it's telling that this was paired after drafting a guy who is all defense that has some upside shooting, but is not a shooter that you added a guy who legitimately, and we don't expect it to translate one for one, right? Let's even say that he's 75%, 70% of what he was over in, in Europe. That's yeah. still a guy who's going to go out and get you 12 and four, basically. That's And a be nice, able to shoot the three ball. Yeah, and be able to stretch the floor. So that's what we need. Yeah, I, I I would love to see what he's going to bring. I, I I think the thing is, right, the focus is a lot of times on the offensive end. On defense, he's still a monster. He's still a guy that can go out there, he bodies up well, uh, plays the passing lanes well, doesn't allow people to get around him, does a good job turning defense into offense, which is something that we said this Bulls team struggled with a ton last season. Now, again, right, like I know everybody's going to look at this deal and, and there's going to be the, okay, we, we got an undrafted guy from overseas if he was that good. Yeah. He'd be in the draft, but there is a lot of unknown with drafting these guys. There's a reason yeah. we don't see more of these overseas players in the draft. Remember, uh, Vasily Miksic was drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who still have his rights. And, and and has been rumored to come over here for, what, four years now? Five yeah. years now? And they have not been able to get him over here. So there's a lot of teams that look at situations like that, and they're like, I don't know if I want to draft this guy. So I would say don't sleep on this move. I'm not saying this is going to be a, an, a, this is not to me, at least based on the player that I've seen on the floor right now, this is not going to get Jokic, right? Like no, 24 no. years old. He's pretty much the player that he's going to be. You expect a little bit of a regression when he comes over here, right? This is not going to get 18 year old Luka Doncic. Yeah. But yeah. what it is, is that you're getting a player that has proven himself in a professional league overseas that can be a role player on this team. And maybe there is more to him when you get him over here, because I mean, as, as much as people don't want to say it, like many European players have said it, it's easier to score here than it is over there. That is true too. And this, this is a tough guy. This guy's tough. Um, and so I, I also look at him and I say this, like, um, when it comes to how he's going to fit on this team and, you know, the thing that you said about like players having a little bit, a little bit more difficulty, Misha having difficulty coming over. The one thing with Bitum is that's different is that he's off a contract. He has no contract. Yeah. He's a, he's a cl complete clear and available free agent. So um, that's usually what some of those issues with bringing European players over yeah, after yeah. they're drafted is that they have existing contracts with the club that you either have to buy out or whatever else that we saw it with Miritich, right? Miritich, 
took a minute to come over because we had a we eventually gave him one million dollars towards that buyout. Um, so it, that doesn't happen here. And so, yeah. you, and you know what's funny enough is that you remember towards the end of the season, Arturis Karnasova was over watching Euroleague basketball, and we had talked about and asked, like, is he over there scouting or is he just over there because he just enjoys Euroleague basketball? Guess who was playing in that game? Ah. <laughs> It tells you a lot. I mean, here's the thing that we here's the one thing that all Bulls fans should know. He's he wants to bring in the Jokic. Uh, yeah, he wants to bring in our version of Jokic. Do I think that owner Lop bits of? I gotta hear the. I gotta go back and listen to the. I listen to like three different highlights. But hey, the bro. problem is the problem with Eurobasket is is every highlight usually is somebody from another different language pronouncing it their way. So it's like, come on, bro. How we said we the first thought we gonna give them the Chicago pronounce this Olap bit him. Uh yeah. and uh, <laughs> big O. That's what they're gonna call it. No, nah, we can't do that. We're not gonna be disrespectful yeah, big out here. Big o. We're not gonna big be o. disrespectful. Big O's out here. garden dick. That's what <laughs> oh, we're gonna say. Dick blows pass O. Oh man, he's coming to Chicago too. Can we can when he when he when he dunks, can we say he took him to the O? Are we allowed yeah, to took say him that? to O block? Yeah, there took you him go. to O block. <laughs> can we get away with that? I don't know if we can get away with that. I don't know, man. Y'all let us know in the comments we, below, man. We're, 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 we're a lot more a likely to get line. away with that than Grady Dick with his GD chain in Chicago. That's for Jeez, bro. Somebody got to let him know. <laughs> they got to let him know. That is not okay. People will hurt him. <laughs> He's got to know he can't wear that here, bro. And by the way, here's the tough part, right? He's probably going to be because he's like on the Raptors and they're more of a global yeah, type of brand. Different thing. He's probably going to get more uh, uh, attention. And if he's even remotely good, he's going to get a shoe deal. He can't put GD on a shoe. Oh, he can't put <laughs> GD on a shoe. Damn. <laughs> That's. <laughs> yep. Yep, we are. Oh, all right. Well, that is gonna be up. Jordan's too. Wait a minute now. Hold on. <laughs> next up, we're gonna talk about all the new Bulls that they've added so far before free agency and what how we see them shaking out for the Bulls. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Motor guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items and exclusions do apply all right patrick we got to get into it man <laughs> once a week bro have you not noticed i said that once a week for the last three months uh, i have i just hate it every time <laughs> but with that said man uh so we've added now three players before free agency starts we've added uh julian phillips in the draft we also added adama sanago as an undrafted free agent and now olap bitum as the uh as as a two-way player potentially you could go to a full contract depending on what happens and how things shake out 
How do you feel about how everybody's kind of fitting? I know we still got a lot of things that need to be answered in free agency. Is there any one guy that you think stands out that absolutely should have a role for the Bulls next season? Is there anybody that you absolutely think is not going to have a chance to perform that's going to be more G League? Where's kind of your thinking at with those three players? Here's the tough part, right? I think the guy we drafted probably spends the most time in the G League because he Mm. does the thing we need least. We've got defense. We got a lot of defense on this team. We got players that can go out there and can play one-on-one. We got Alex Caruso. We've got Patrick Williams. We've got Daniel Terry, I think, is actually a pretty good defender. I think he's yeah. get, had to get some weight on him. Uh, Io DeSumo's on this team. We don't have a legitimate power forward. Mm-hmm. We got P. Will. I mean, like, he, he could play the power forward position, but we don't have a legitimate power forward. I think Adama Sadago can be that for the Chicago Bulls. I mean, listen, he basically was the, the spark in that final, or in that, uh, uh, um, why in that UConn run, yep, in the UConn run, and I mean, he was dominant down low, played down low well. I love how he attacked with that little runner. I thought that that was something that could be added into his game. Um, he's he's working on the jump shot. The the it's very slow, very slow. Probably not going to get that off in the league. But also, is he going to be working with a new shooting coach with the Chicago Bulls? Yes, he is. So, is that going to speed up his shot at all? We saw a speed up Patrick Williams shot. I'm telling y'all. Go work. Go look at P. Will from the beginning of the season. It's a lot P. Will at the second half of the and season. And Daylon Terry too. And Daylon Terry, right? By the way, d- different shooting coach, but you can tell that you know the repetitiveness working yeah. on that absolutely helps. So I think that he could be a legit power forward option for the Chicago Bulls heading into the season. Uh, probably off the bench to start off. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be starter options right now, but I like him off of the bench, especially playing off a guy like Andre Drummond sliding in there. Some with Nick Vucevic. I think he has a role on this team. Um, I look at uh, uh, um and to me, he's got the easiest way on this team. If he could just knock it down. Literally, all we said was like, why can't nobody shoot? Nobody can shoot on this team. We got Zach Levine. That's our three-point shooter. Kobe White sometimes. Io can't do it. P. Will's our best three-point shooter. He only take three a game. Knocks down (laughs) one. He'll take about four. He got up to like five a game by the end of it. Knocked down two. But like, he's not taking a ton. I think that uh, Bidham has a role on this team right away. If he can prove that he can knock down shots when the Bulls need him to, when he's open, when he's looking to attack. And I think the fact that he's a two-way player on top of that, the Bulls will love that because you could put him out there to be a score. And also he can go out there and not be a liability on defense. I'd be intrigued by that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if now it's all, it's gotta be a one for one, but I wouldn't be surprised if these guys are the plan for, okay, if we don't resign, I, if we don't resign Kobe white, we're, this guy's going to get a ton of time because he does those things very well, at least based on what we saw in the Turkish league. Um, when I look at Jordan Phillips, I see the defense. I don't like that. I have to go back to high school to see the shot, but I also understand that high school ball is more comparable to how they run it in the NBA. Tennessee. I, 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 I haven't even looked at everybody else on that team. I would bet you the highest shots per game on that team is probably 10 by one guy that's that's a fair that's a fair thing i think also when you, you have to look at how people are used at the clay and that's something that people don't do we look at these these stats in a zoomed yeah. out narrative right but and, and we don't expect I, i'm not i'm not saying that because it's way too many college teams to know how every team plays in and out but like they forced they basically forced him into a role and they changed the shot to you to the point that you made so like 
I, here's what I'll say. I, I think that the fact that we now have a, a player development, a head of player development, and a former shooting coach in Peter it's crazy Patton, that we need that. Yeah, I, I, but I, I think that he, he's going to probably do because uh, um, Julian Phillips in the draft combine went 16 of 25 from three-point range. Now, again, that's a very focused thing, but, like, he went back to his natural shot. So you would think that working with the shooting coach to focus on the development is going to be able to maybe get that him back to respectable levels. We're never going to say he's going to be a, a knockdown three-point shooter, but, I mean, we've seen Lonzo Ball shot change, right? So, but I think because of that, you're going to see him mainly in the G League, as you said. I think that Orlot Bittem, uh, him being who he is and how he's playing in a professional level probably has the inside edge to maybe if he performs in summer league and in training camp yeah. to get a, a full deal. But like you said, Sanago to me, and, I, and he's watching be the one who ends up spending the most time in the G League, but just watching this guy plays, there's such a level of polish to his game that I would love to see him be able to perform at the NBA level. Sanago to me could be a Taj Gibson. That's a great comp for him. Sanago to me, and I, I mean, like play style wise I see him more as a fad young Draymond Green type of player maybe not to the level that Draymond is but like that style he facilitates really well while driving mm. down he finds the open man he can still he has a, a a plethora of post moves that he can go to especially back to the basket he's got the runner he's got the float adding a little bit of a shot like I said shots gonna take some time to get there but the role that he could play on this team to me could be a Taj Gibson because a little bit older of a player. I believe he spent three years in college, came out as a junior. Um, and when you see those players, those players usually come in a little bit more ready to yeah. attack. One of the older players that outside of Io DeSumo, he, he's 23 probably, before the season starts, I think. He might be 24 already, though. No, no, he's not. Hold on. I mean, you may be right, bro. I feel no, he's like 21. I, he's 21. I was like, okay. I was like, hold on. Now, I don't think he's that old. I'm bro. aging the man up. So, uh, yeah, no, but he, he'll be 22 in February. Okay. 20. He'll be 22. Right. So to me, right. That's, that's an attack that you've already, you already understand what your body is. You already understand. Okay. These are the things that I do. Well, you just got to adjust to the NBA. I think Sanago, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I don't even know if I've said this on, on a, a, a platform yet. He might be the Bulls' best pickup. Mm. Outside of that, Jordan Phillips to me is hope. Yeah, right? Outside, I love I love outside. I love the defense. In high school, he could shoot. College, he didn't take that many threes. I think in the pros, there will be something added to his game. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about those long-term guys that you look at and you can count on and you just know that this guy has this mindset. I see Sanago as a guy like that. I think he might end up being the Chicago Bulls' best pickup in on draft night not to say jordan phillips is going to be bad but i mean like listen the guy the guy was he was pretty dominant in college like i don't understand the the not drafting him i get right not drafting him high but he's not kofi cobra he's got mm. post moves he's got yes, he has a back he's to the got, basket game he has refinement kofi was just big Kofi was large. He was seven feet yeah. tall. He's getting cooked over in Japan right now. Like, I, yeah. I don't I don't get how this guy fell out of the draft. I really don't. I, but you know what I think? It really is the modern NBA. Like, if you're true, if you're undersized big, that already sets you back some, right? But if right. you're undersized big who's super athletic and can stretch the floor a little bit, oh, they'll draft you, right? But because he... Even though he shot the three, what he shoot it like a thirty six percent clip, like a thirty seven percent clip. But it's like 
he was shooting like one every three games. Okay. Okay. So he's but, not a modern big, but what he did is shooting it efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that if you get, if he's wide open and takes it, you can trust that it's probably going to go down more times. I don't know, bro. Like I, I, I mean, you've talked about this a couple of times since the draft went down and looking at his highlights, looking at his tape, looking at how he really drove that team in the championship run. Like, yeah. it's so strange that he just went, I, I could see second round. I can even see late second, but nobody looked at this guy and said, Hey, listen, we got a second round pick, man. Let's go ahead and take a bite at a guy who was a national champion. And here's here's the thing, here's the perspective, at least how I'm looking at it. Maybe this is a glass half full perspective, but realistically, if you if you want to look at it, you got a def you got a you went from having nothing in the draft. And this is the part that I love. Bulls fans are literally killing AK in the draft because he didn't trade into the first round for a bunch of dudes that literally we don't know half their names. Stop capping. Y'all don't know half of these mugs' names that went at the end of that Y'all first round. Y'all saw a couple of mock drafts and looked at some profiles written by other people and didn't watch a single bit of tape yourself and said, this guy would be perfect for the and, and 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 you did it that night. Like, it's not like this mug was like, <laughs> right? Like, nobody's talking about the back end of this draft. AK went from having nothing in this draft to getting a guy that right now could be in the NBA and guard one through four. Maybe there's some shooting upside. He also got basically the best player on that UConn run that ended in a national championship who's a legit defender and facilitator. The offense may need a little bit of a refinement when it gets to the NBA because uh, just because of the size, he's going to have to get used to it. But he has an offensive game. He also averaged 18 points a game, and he went and got the best shooter overseas. That's a or best uh, Turkish in the, in the Turkish league, best shooter in the Turkish league. Like yeah. that, That's a glass half full way of looking at it. But it's also just the facts of what AK has picked up in this offseason. Not to say that this is what I want to see in the offseason end with, but mm. it's not a bad start to your offseason. Yeah, it's not bad. A lot of worse things have happened. Uh, but let's transition into the last topic for today, Pat. <sighs> another day, another offseason, another Derrick Rose back to Chicago Bulls removal <laughs> before we talk about that. Here we go. Every, it's annual, bro. It's an annual. How can we get Rose back in a Chicago Bulls uniform summer topic? But before we talk, get about that, we're going to end the show on that. Mo Bamba, reportedly, according to Joe Cowley, uh, Mo Bamba wants to be a Chicago Bull. Now, he did sign a two-year contract last season, uh, but it is a fully unguaranteed deal in the second year, so the Lakers can opt out of that contract, waive him. No harm, no foul there. They didn't really use him. Only played in nine games for the Lakers last season, but played minute, uh, not very many games for minuscule is the word I was looking for, uh, games for the Orlando Magic, but was still pretty efficient in those games, even though his role was cut considerably down. Mo Bamba, if he hits the free agent market and is not trying to sign a huge $10 million deal again, what what would be your interest for Mo Bamba? Because we we have Andre Drummond, who we still don't know, I mean, he could opt out. Do you think that, uh, that would you would you be taking a look at Mo Bamba? I think that's where the question mark is. If Drummond opts out of his deal, is that going to be the one? And also what Mo Bamba's going to come for. I mean, like, whew, that's crazy. Whoa! Brian Mills said, no. hey, it's new tattoo on the face. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I mean, Nas Reed, like, literally just signed a $42 million deal for three years mm -hmm. with the Minnesota Timberwolves. How much? What's the numbers on that again? 42 million, three years for the Minnesota, for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he was 11.5 points a game, 4.9 rebounds. Okay. If you got to assume that's setting your 
backup big man market right there. Mo Bamba's going to come in at less than that for pretty much every team now. Because you yeah. didn't even give me 11 and 4. Like, you gave me, like, no minutes. And yeah. that, that's because of where you were, team you went to, blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, your stock is down. If yeah. I can get him for something less than that, yes, I'm very interested. Almost interested enough even to the point to say, hey, Andre, don't resign. Like, if, if you if, if you want to opt out, like, we good. So <laughs> Mo Bamba hits the free agent market. Let's just say, theoretically, I'm throwing theoretical. Andre Drummond decides to renege like Derrick Jones Jr. did, decides, hey, I'm going to go ahead out there and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and um <laughs> and opt out of my deal, try to find me a contender I can go to. Yep. Mo Bamba's sitting there. Do you offer Mo Bamba? The three point three again, or what's what's the limit on that? Get out of here! What is she doing up here? Wait a minute! Hold on, Zion Williamson and porn star. Not on the face. <laughs> she's she's looking. not on the face. <laughs> well, see, that's why Zion got the problem. He didn't on the face. Hey, <laughs> yo. Oh God. Didn't we say the Bulls would go start their own network? We are definitely never going to get on that network, bro. We'll never get on that network, bro. I don't know. That's the face he's going to make when we send in our application. He's going to be like, hey, Jerry, Jerry, get out of here, Jerry. Um, But no, I, for me, I'm, I, Bamba's probably getting five mil. You can sign a shorter deal. You can, but I mean, here's the thing. Bamba went to the Lakers, was playing mm -hmm. well, and then got hurt. Yeah. So it's not like he just went to the Lakers and the Lakers were also like, we're not going to play him. Mo Bamba ended up getting hurt when he got over there. This is true. Cause that they still definitely plays in. Yeah. That still plays in. You know what I mean? The injury factor, our guy's going to be there. He would basically be coming here. I mean, Max, I'm talking 8 million, maybe. Mm -hmm. But he would basically be coming here to be your backup center to Nikola Vucevic. And here's the thing. There's still no deal guaranteed done with Vooch. So he yeah. might be coming here to be your starting center in yes, that situation. Yes. But let me ask you this. Would you rather have a more modern big in Mo Bamba mm -hmm. starting at the center position than an Andre Drummond if he did opt in? See, my only issue with Bamba, if we're signing him to be the starter, Vooch does leave. And I know you're throwing out a th theoretical. Is Mo Bamba just can't seem to stay healthy. He can't seem to stay healthy. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> like, I, like what he's played over over 70 games once, which we've already said. 70. If you if you can play si between you can 60, play 65 games, yeah, you play yeah. the season. But it, so he's only played over 60 games twice in his career. I, just, I don't know. I'm just not a little bit worried about a short it. career. Mo Bamba's been in the league since 2018. Yes. Which is, this is crazy. Not, this is not like Mo Bamba. Came in the same years when it was Wendell, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is not Mo Bamba coming in and like being like not a part of the team or not being in the league a long time and they're still developing. Like he's been in the league since 2018. What is that? Five years? Yeah. That's 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 some time, right? And in that time, 47, 62, 46, 71. 49 last year, although we did say, right, the 40 games yeah. in um, Orlando you know, basically yeah. was them just not playing him. And they played nine games in L.A. and got hurt. It's true. So th there is that to, to always consider. I don't know, man. I'm 
I like the idea of Mo Bamba, but you're putting a lot on Mo Bamba all at once coming to Chicago, I think. Agreed. Agreed. And that that's that's that that if Vooch does leave, that's a hard sell to be like, hey, Mo Bamba's our new starting four five and we're good. Um but you know what? The funny thing is that I can't I can't even say that I put it past them. I can I can absolutely see AK getting in front of us like, yeah, unfortunately, you no, know, we really tried to work everything we could out with Nikola Vucevic, but you know, he decided to go ahead and go other places. But we added a more modern big. We wanted to change our shot profile. We added a big who can stretch the floor and rebound and block shots in Mo Bamba. And we feel really confident in what he's going to be able to add to this team. It's also the position you're in too, right? Like I would say Jacopoto is still on the market. That would be a great guy to go get, but he's not coming for $12 million. Exactly. So you're not going to get the extra five. You're not going to get, right? Like unless you're trading away or something like that, like you're not going to be in a position. Well, I guess we'd get what? We would go from 12 million if Vooch doesn't resign to what? It's still only the 12 no, million. No, it's still just the 12 million. 12 yeah, that's million. all yeah. we got. I mean, at that point, we can use our biannual exception. Now, that would hard cap us right under, right at the luxury tax line, which that's our uh, unofficial hard cap anyway. So that's yeah. not really. But I guess, yeah, if Vucci does leave outright, we then can also use the $4.5 million, I think is what it is, biannual exception to still add more tax. That may be what we sign Mo Bamba to. So. And and I mean that opens up room. Is your team is your team changed for sure? But I don't know. That that would be an interesting one. What's the Derrick Rose talk though, man? We got yeah, so uh, we Joe got Derrick Cass- Rose talk. Yeah, uh, another Joe Cowley thing. So uh, Derrick Rose has uh, JV. Yes, the Knicks have opted out of Derrick Rose's contract, which now makes Derrick Rose an unrestricted free agent. And according to a lot of sources, Bleach Report also reported on this, but I think it was from the Joe Cowley article. One of the three teams that makes the most sense for Derrick Rose, the Chicago Bulls. It does. I know there's a lot of people that are sitting here just like, I keep hearing this, right? Bring Derrick back to retire. Derrick Rose was the human victory cigar for New York. Doesn't mean Derrick Rose can't play basketball. What I will say is you don't bring Derrick Rose back to be the answer. You I mean, don't bring Derrick. a good victory cigar if he only played 27 games last season. That's that then that's that's not a very good victory cigar. But I get what you're getting. I'm just... it, it, it's just it's it's one of those things where you don't bring Derrick Rose back to be for Derrick Rose to be the Derrick Rose that left. Yeah. Or even the Derrick Rose that Minnesota had. You bring Derrick Rose back on a low money deal for, hey, Derrick, we want you to come in here and we want you to be a voice for these young guys. We got a young man here in Iowa DeSumo who's from Chicago. We want you to let him know uh, about the the ways to overcome playing under the pressure of being in front of your city. Uh, we've got, you know, Dalen Terry here who, you know, we want to, we need a mentor for outside of tomorrow. We need leadership on this team. Like you're not... In in any world that I have, I'm not bringing Derrick Rose back to be the answer. I am bringing Derrick Rose back to be a leader. And I think that that's where a lot of people get it confused. Now, how much are you paying for a leader? I mean, yeah. I'm probably not going all in because of all the things we that's still the, need. That's the thing. And me, offer him an assistant coaching position. Like, like, uh, like what's Joe? Offer him an ambassador. I'm... The, my only gripe on this is like I hear what he brings the most is veteran leadership guidance. I understand all. I'm not saying he could bring all of that, but to me, we are so strapped for cash with assets. I would rather associate or allocate those for somebody who's actually going to help us on the court. You know what Derrick Rose doesn't really do for us is help us on the court. It's tough because it's like 
if he's playing, I get it, but he's just not playing. But it's also, I guess my question also is, is he not playing just because of the Knicks? But I mean, his, at the end of the day, if anybody's going to give him a veteran minimum, it's going to be Tom Thibodeau. Like this yeah. is not, this is not going to be, Derek's going to want to be in a situation where he's comfortable. He's going to want to be with people that he's comfortable playing with. Derek Rose is not the end all be all answer. Do I love bringing Derek Rose back home? Sure. Do I love the story? hundred percent. What I love, I, I'd even take him on the court in a bench role playing, you know, 15 minutes a game. Can he still get to the bucket and facilitate? Of course he can. He's Derek freaking Rose. He's still like a really talented player. His body just don't always agree with the talent that goes with it. But at the end of the day, do I have that time and that money and that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like if we, if we were at a a point where we were near Eastern conference finals level team, I'd be the first one sign Derek Rose, bring him home, do whatever you need to do, get him here. But because of the situation that we're in, where we don't have a lot of money, we don't have a lot of roster spots. Everything that we go to needs to be for a need right now, in my opinion. Now, if you strike out on those needs, I'm not going to be mad. Like, listen, we sat there with Matt Thomas on the end of our bench for for a full season damn near. (laughs) Matt Thomas was strapping that mug. (laughs) Exactly. So, like, I'm not going to make or be – I'm not hugely against just Derrick Rose coming here even for his end of the bench spot. I'm just at the point right now where I want our main focus first to be going out and getting the things that we need. Here's the biggest thing the Chicago Bulls need, though. Daylon Terry's 19. Patrick Williams is 22. Mm-hmm. Kobe White's 23. Mm-hmm. Um, Io DeSumo's like, he, he grown. He like 25 now. Uh, but you got, you got. Uh, he's 23 too. Bro, they get like. grown. That man, 47. <laughs> uh, nah, he's not Valus Jones. But uh, <laughs> we don't have to cut him. Doesn't uh, matter how old I am when I run past you guys. You didn't run past anybody. You couldn't hey, even hold on hey, to the football. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Catch the ball, then run past them. You can't yeah. run past them without the ball. No, um, you have uh, who's oh uh, Julian Phillips right now coming in 19th. We need development. Yeah. We need leadership. We need guys that are going to tell guys how to be. And I think that that's the problem with most of the league, especially when I look at teams like the Toronto Raptors. Right, that second year was coming back. There was nobody there up in Scotty Barnes' ear saying, "Hey, they're going to play you a lot different this Is year because they we think you're pretty the team, good." Though. I don't think, I mean, we got DeMar on the team to work out with guys, but there, clearly there was a lack of leadership last season when Pat Bev shows up and he's the one making demands. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I would like to say that's why we have DeMar on the team. And it's not to say DeMar isn't a leader in some rights, but clearly there's not enough of those moments that are translating to the development of these guys and how they're working, how they're grinding at a star level. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think the biggest thing the Bulls need to focus on is figuring out if any of these young guys are that next level of guy versus going out and trying to spend money that basically we're not going to have to go out and and try and like the math don't add up. I got 12 million and I got to try and figure out how I'm going to fix shooting point guard and um, the offensive mindset all at once. You know, maybe old boy from Turkey is the answer. Maybe, maybe like, but there's just so many question marks on the guys that we already have in the building. Like, are any of these guys the answers to any of the questions that the Bulls have? That's what this Chicago team needs to figure out. It's been a thing we've needed to figure out since we drafted Patrick Williams. 
You ain't never lied on that one, brother. You ain't never lied on that one. I guess we'll ultimately we'll see, man. Hey, listen, uh, let us know down below. Do you think that the Chicago Bulls, matter of fact, just put the rose emoji. If you think Chicago Bulls should sign uh, Derrick Rose, put the rose emoji. If not, say no and why. There you guys go. Yeah, man, let's do it, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Watch out for uh, girls getting tattoos on their face out there. It's dangerous. Listen, run. Run immediately. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you guys uh, stay tuned in to Locked On Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls, and we'll see you lovely and beautiful people tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace. We all agree getting his name on the jowls is crazy, though. <laughs> Let's just let you know where she put in that work. Whoa, whoa!